Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Lord Petty Podcast. Whatever brought you here, this is where you're supposed to be. This is where the universe decided to take your little heart, your little soul, and it made you cross paths right here. You know what I'm saying? Everything happens for some sort of reason. And even if it isn't happening for a reason, whatever you're doing right now is going to shift tomorrow. You could be listening to NPR right now, getting all sorts of pissed off over things you can't control, but here you are vibing with your boy. So I appreciate you. So thank you so much for tuning in. I am uh, back from Dallas with some fucked up ribs because I got T-boned by a transvestite and you bet your $5 ass I've said I've been T-boned by a transvestite more than I could probably put into any numerical value that you would actually believe me because at any point in time, I mean, that's the only good thing about getting T-boned by a transvestite and cracking some ribs is being able to say, I got T-boned by a transvestite and I cracked a bunch of ribs during Pride Month. And I have a theory because, you know, karma always comes around. 100% of the time, karma comes around. It might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. But eventually, karma will come back around. Because I've been making a bunch of jokes about, you know, fucking uh, dudes lifting weights in the Olympics named Lauren. <sighs> Here I am, you know. There I was, excited to race in Austin next to the Circuit of Americas on the go-kart track, um, even though I'm twice the age of all my, like, idle F1 drivers. and Well, that's a lie. All the ones I actually like are probably my age. But it doesn't matter. All these guys are just young as fuck racing these cars at 200 some miles an hour around a track. And here I am on the little go-kart outside. Uh <laughs> And um, I go into the competitive race. They have a, a fun race and they have a competitive race. Of course, I say, I want to do the competitive race. And so I blow by a transvestite. I lap the transvestite and I'm coming down the straightaway. Excuse me. It dips hard left and it goes back a hairpin around the right. So if you know anything about racing, I go wide to come back and accelerate on the apex on the, on the hairpin right. Uh, the transvestite that decides, Hey, I'm going to drive like a woman today decides to just take the inside lane and crush into me. And they advertise these go-karts. They say they go 55. So that must mean they must actually go at least 45 and at the very minimum 35, <laughs> but, uh, they were actually hauling pretty good. And, but I don't know because I ride them. I ride a motorcycle. So I don't know how fucking fast, you know what I mean? But anyways, she, he, her, zur, whatever, uh, fucking beard with lipstick with their hair in a scrunchie, rams into the side of me like three or four laps into the first race after me purchasing two races, and I blow out my rib cage. I'm I already know because I already broke my ribs one time. I was playing foosball because foosball's the devil, and um, I got. Uh, I wanted to be a running back, even though I was like this tall, skinny kid and I knew nothing about football. I just liked Sean Alexander. I was like, I could be a running back. And then my first tackling scrimmage or my first drill, I just get fucking hit in the ribs by this guy named Justin Holland, who's like uh, the the biggest redneck I've ever met in my life, but the most sincere human ever. But also somebody who's tried fighting four police officers at the same time. And probably had pubes in like fourth grade, that kid, you know? And so he just lifted me like right off my feet and cracked my little fucking skinny white boy, blonde German ribs, my baby back, baby back, baby back boys. 
And uh, it was not a fun experience. And I had to wear, I was the only, I was, of course, I was the new weird German kid that didn't know that Americans didn't wear clothes, the same clothes two days in a row. Now I got these rib protectors around my rib cage and I'm already standing on the sideline before the season even starts. And now I got to be a wide receiver in a program that never throws the ball, which ended up shaping my, shaping my life. If I hated having a boss. Uh, wow. Thanks, Justin Holland. It's all making sense to me now. Um, cause I think that's honestly like, cause I was never this star athlete, but I always felt dude, like I'm working my ass off. I'm busting balls. I'm not quitting and I'm pretty fucking good. So throw me the ball and, uh, you know, had no control over that. So that's why I was decided I only want to do things that I have full control over, you know, cause I'm a creep. But anyways, so I cracked my ribs from the, the transvestite that T-boned me. And I'm feeling all sorry for myself. And I'm with my buddy Andy. And I talk about my buddy Andy a lot. And I think Andy's dark cloud is starting to pummel over on my plate. Because every time I hang out with him, I get fucking hurt, dude. Every time. Andy, I love you to death, but we can't hang out anymore. Because every time I hang out with him, I get hurt. And I don't know if he's like manipulating the world. to do. I was helping to move and I thought I had like a hernia. And then, uh, you know, I get my... My... Uh, my ribs. I get T-boned by a transvestite and hurt my ribs. Um, uh, there was something else. Oh yeah. I had this like big lump in my neck. I thought I was having like thyroid cancer. I still don't know what that was. I'm hoping it was just a spider bite. I should probably go get that checked out. But, uh, yeah. And so we're, we're heading back, heading back to the city after at the racetrack. That's where you're going to see some, some true Texas white trash. It's at the circuit of America. I don't know what the fuck was going on. There was like, you know, all-terrain vehicles with big flags. They weren't even Trump flags. They were straight up fuck Biden flags, which is awesome because fuck butthole Biden. And uh, yeah, and that's where we're heading back and I'm feeling all sorry for myself. And uh, within the next like two hours, as I'm feeling sorry for myself that I cracked my fucking ribs, all of a sudden a mass shooting breaks out. I'm sure that was Andy's fault too. So sorry to everybody that got shot all 13 Texans, of course, whom all survived. Uh, it's because Andy was there. So <laughs> it's not because there was a rampant person whose color they didn't want to say because they didn't want to perpetuate any stereotypes, even though stereotypes come from actual live events. Otherwise, they wouldn't influence the stereotypes. But uh, yeah, I you know, they say Austin is the musical capital of the world and I don't know what the fuck they mean by that. But honestly, after being in Austin for like eight days or whatever it was, I could go the rest of my life without ever hearing another song again. You can't walk. You'll walk like 10 feet and there's just m music everywhere. And especially because it was some weird biker week going on. So they had all these uh, bikers in town, right? Which the Texas bike culture is fucking hilarious, by the way. It'd just be like these big black dudes on Harleys with cigars in their mouths. Like, how do you smoke a cigar when the wind is just pummeling you in the face? Isn't it just blowing the ashes in your mouth? Or isn't it just shooting the smoke in the back of your fucking neck? How is that anything enjoyable? But I don't know. Anyways, and so they all got these big speakers, right? It's like they got like the donks of motorcycles. The whole 6th Street is just lined with these bikes. And of course, they're all playing their music. And then the bars are playing super loud music. And then all these bikes are playing. So, so literally, you stand in one spot, you hear at least four songs just blaring. And you move down a little bit, and then at least there's four songs. I didn't even hear gunshots. I didn't hear even hear gunshots because somebody was playing 
Merle Haggard, right next to him, somebody was playing ice cream paint job. Somebody next to him was playing corn. Then the bar itself was playing Taylor Swift. So it basically just sounds, <laughs> Austin sounds like Limp Biscuit. So, yeah, I'm good. Uh, and the homeless people, dude. Well, no, I'm okay. I love Austin. I had a great time as far as with the comedians and shit. But uh, um, I'm good on the homeless people down there, man. I hope they really do some some fucking taxes. And of course, after this after this shooting breaks out, everybody's like, "Oh, guns! This gun can you know you hear like the typical liberal agenda." And it literally happened in the only liberal place in Texas is when there was where this uh, shooting happened and. I don't know, dude. It was weird, man. I didn't sleep good that night. I've never seen gunshot wounds before. And all of a sudden, you know, you see cops just start carrying people with gunshot wounds to like a pickup truck and loading them up. And Andy like asked some super hood ass black guy. He asked him like, yo, what's going on? This guy's like, yo, man, I got 50 with me, man. Yo, we got you, man. Don't worry about shit, man. We got about 50 something out here. Like, okay, thank you. <laughs> but yeah, dude, hopefully everybody's all right. What a piece of shit just starts open fire in a fucking, in a fucking uh, street. I thought it was just some stupid biker shit, which it may have well been some stupid biker shit. And I haven't even looked it up since. So I don't want to see any images from it because I have a weird PTSD from it. <laughs> Scratch, add that to the fucking. Add that to the list, Doc. It's funny. I asked Andy. I was like, Andy, did that fuck you up at all? He's like, no, I have no feelings about it. If only I was short. If only I was short and I carried around the curse of my friends getting hurt when I was around them. Um, I guess, yeah, because every, everywhere he goes, people get hurt. So for him, just seeing people getting shot the fuck up was just nothing new. So he wasn't even affected by it. But yeah. Uh, I got to be the part of, I got to be part of just like the worst show I've ever seen in my life. Uh, I was like this late night Sunday show where this dude that looks like Jesus just gets on the stage and he's got a keyboard and he just rambles. It would be like somebody doing a podcast in real life. You know, when you go to a comedy club, you want to see tight jokes. You see a tight set of people trying out jokes. You don't just want to hear somebody fucking ramble. You know what I mean? It's late night. You're drinking like you, that. The entertainment needs to be different than when you're just like in the car getting stuck in traffic. You know what I'm saying? Like the, the, this podcast, me rambling right now is more thought out than whatever this dude's fucking show was. And I don't know. He's got like 300 Instagram followers and he was like being arrogant towards me. And then uh, I was like, dude, you're messing with the wrong guy. And um, so I got on stage with him and Every time I tried to talk shit to him, he would just interrupt me. It was like this weird Kill Tony knockoff, you know, where he goes up there. He just starts like saying some dumb shit behind his keyboard. And then he like pulls some names out of the bucket and he's like, make a joke about a penguin. It's like, no, how about I won't? So I called him a cult leader and then I made a rape joke. I said, uh, people hate me because I probably look like a frat guy, but don't be worried because I dropped out of college and I never raped anybody that didn't have it coming. There were a couple of people that laughed, but it just wasn't the venue because it was all the like weird, like creepy open micer vibe type people there. And uh, yeah, like Sunday, <laughs> Sunday night after a Rogan show, you know, like Rogan had gone on, Tony Hinchcliffe had gone on 
And then the stage was just open. And then, so I thought it was just an open mic. I was like, fuck, I'll go do an open mic. I got some jokes I want to try out. And next thing I know, I got this goddamn cult leader looking dude, like trying to pick on me. It's like, dude, no. How about no? Nope. But yeah, it was the worst shit I've ever witnessed in my life. Um, <laughs> let's see. Do I have any notes? I've just been wanging it. I just been wanging it. I had a crackhead Uber driver. I had a crackhead Uber driver when I got there, when I first got to Austin, which makes me think that everybody's just a crackhead. You know, it's kind of like that one Uber driver rapper guy that I talked about one time, Gis the lyricist, who's just his fucking Facebook is the most entertaining shit in the world, by the way. He's like, he, he'll po- he's like begging for people to hit the like button because he thinks nobody can see it unless you hit the like button. But anyways, go check him out. Gis the lyricist. He was the one that was like, pick you up in my car. Go back. There's an episode called the pop tart lyricist. The saga with him just keeps continuing. I'm obsessed. But anyways, uh, so I get to Austin, to Austin, Texas. And it was cool because I had no idea where I was going, which is always a great feeling. And so I get this like really outgoing Uber driver who's this super Texan, but also not like a big hat top Texan, just never left Austin in his life. Talking about, yeah, I've had the most, had the most vaccinations, we've had the most amount of cases. And I'm like, well, can I take my mask off? And he's like, yeah, go ahead. So we take our masks off, which is so funny, by the way, living in Seattle, these people that just cannot let COVID go. Going somewhere where life has just moved on and people are just using common sense, it is just such a beautiful thing to see. You know what I mean? But, uh, fuck is, oh yeah, the crackhead Uber driver. And the thing is, kind of backstory, my flight got delayed going down there. My flight got delayed like an hour and a half because I couldn't get the engine started. Great way to start a vacation when the airplane's engines can't start. And, uh, you know, I started Googling it. But uh, so I finally get there later than expected. And I'm super hungry because I didn't have anything to eat that morning because I had to leave super early. And I get there and then the Uber driver is just like, without asking me, right? Without asking me, after traveling, being starving, and I got kind of drunk on the plane, obviously, because who wouldn't just go to a new city where they have no idea where they're going, no idea how the check-in process works at the Airbnb and be kind of drunk? I do. But then uh, he just like... Oh, here, I'm just going to turn the app off and I'll show you around a little bit. I was just like, "Eh, eh, eh," before I could speak up, I don't really have the energy to speak up. And he starts just kind of driving around in circles, like showing me everything with the app off. I'm just in some guy's car who's been talking the whole time. And uh, and he kind of had meth teeth, you know, and I'm like, well, he's probably on something. That's why he's talking so much. And then the uh, the cherry on top was he's like, this is Fifth Street. This is where all the gay bars are. If you're into that. And it just goes silent. And I'm just like, oh, so uh, 7th Street, that's where all the bars are, right? Or is that 6th Street? He's like, oh, 6th Street. And I'm like, okay, yeah, dude, uh, you mind dropping me off at my spot now? And so then he did that after he tried to put a cigarette lighter up my sphincter, up my sphincter. I was convinced that God broke my ribs for two reasons. One was for the reason that I already mentioned that I've been making fun of transgender people. So, of course, I would get T-boned by a transvestite. And the second was that uh, even if I wanted to cheat on my girlfriend, I wouldn't be able to fuck her because I wouldn't like my side wouldn't work. You know what I'm saying? 
because when I got back home, I tried to make love to my sweet girlfriend and I just, it was like trying to fuck like a paraplegic, you know what I mean? Where I was like gripping on the top of the headboard, trying to whip myself around and uh, yeah, try to keep a boner for that, dude. Luckily, Shodi Fondo. Um. <laughs> God, I don't deserve her. For the fact that she lets me make these type of jokes, like, I don't deserve her. You know what I'm saying? Shodi stuck with me through everything. Shodi stuck with me through getting sick, through getting laid off, through this dumb podcast, through you guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a good, that's, that's my baby right there. But anyways, fucking, what are you gay, dude? You, you, you like your girl? You, are you fucking gay, bro? We've been really working on our relationship. We've been really like, just been like working on our relationship. Cause I think we've both been kind of really immature in our own ways. And, uh, we finally found just kind of like the root of all of our problems. Um, you know, I, I just, if, if, you know, when I say we means she has found the root of all our problems and it's basically, um, as long as I don't make jokes, we're good. You know, it turns out the secret has been that if I don't make jokes about us or specifically about her, the, everything is going good in the relationship. So, <laughs> so whenever now I just have a good one, uh, I just keep it in and everything is smooth sailing. If I don't make a joke about like one of her fat friends or something like that or whatever the deal is, then uh, <laughs> everything is great. Everything is good. So lessons to y'all out there. Another lesson, if, if, if your girl seems upset, if your girl seems annoyed, just start cleaning. Even if it's not the root cause, it'll still... Don't do it, you know, you can't make it look like you're suspicious, like you just cheated or something like that, because you shouldn't be doing that anyways. If you're doing that, you know, if you're cheating on somebody, you should likely just leave the relationship. But uh, that's what she's going to think if you clean too much. But just to like, instead, of, if she seems upset about stuff, instead of just being like, oh, baby, what's wrong? What can I do for you? Talk to me. Just start cleaning. Just start like... Spraying down the stove and just rubbing it down, you know, with 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 sponge. Sorry, I'm like snorting into the microphone. I'm having uh, bad allergies. Oh my god, you wouldn't imagine how bad it hurts to sneeze with broken ribs. I feel like every transvestite that's ever been beaten up for not admitting what their true gender was, and then like sucking somebody's dick and getting kicked in their ribs afterwards. I'm feeling the wrath of all their pain. With my broken ribs from when I got T-boned by a transvestite and I sneeze because allergy season. Because who wouldn't come out of quarantine and then not be able to leave the house because they're scared they're going to encounter some pollen. And then the pollen's going to make me sneeze and really hurt the fuck out of my ribs because I got T-boned by a transvestite. During Pride Month. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> God, dude, it's not fair during Pride Month. You know, you know, you can always tell something's a woman-owned business. Uh, is they'll just tell you. Oh, you want to support women-owned business? Just, just they'll they'll tell you if it's a woman-owned business. 
That's what women will do whenever whenever women actually do something that actually works. Like if they actually do something successful, they'll be sure to let you know that a woman did it. Like I saw, uh, what was it? It was like a uh, it was like a fucking apple peeler or something. I don't even remember what it was. It was some machine somewhere. Where were we? God, what was that? It was a bar. It was a bar on like West Sixth Street. Andy and I were at. It was some sort of like dishwasher or something like that. And it said, this machine was made by women. And Andy and I just kind of started laughing. Um, which, you know. We started laughing because as true feminists, we feel like that is not an impressive thing because women are equal to men. Anyways, moving on. Uh, <laughs> you know, people are always talking about like, uh, I, I figured this one out too. People are always talking about fat actresses and actors being on magazines. Be like, oh, they're so brave. They're so brave for showing their body, you know, because everybody's strong and brave now. I thought they were saying that they're brave for showing their body because I don't know, something, something when, when everybody's scared to tell you you look like shit, it's not actually brave. But anyways, that's why I thought people were calling it brave because people were dudes were having their saggy tits hanging out there. You know, when, when you're a dude and like some babies are trying to suck on your tits, like those type of guys or Lizzo, the, the beautiful queen herself, you know, I just realized we're calling them brave or at least I'm going to just call them brave now because they are ready to die early. Fat people are not brave because they're willing to take their shirt off and expose us all to their cotton, uh, their cottage cheese in a Ziploc bag or their oatmeal in a cereal bag ass bodies. They are brave because they are willing to die. Because if you are fat, if you are obese, I should say, not a little overweight, a little bit overweight is whatever. Uh, if you're obese, you are going to die straight up. And that is brave as shit. So I will admit fat people are brave. They're brave because they're okay with letting their hearts enlarge to the size of an acoustic guitar body and just dong, 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 until they got to buy three, three grave sites for them. You know what I'm saying? Like Lizzo. Ballin'. Just, what, she, she's going to go out balling. All these rappers are like, oh, 60,000 on a chain. Lizzo's going to be like, oh, three spots in a graveyard. Morbid. Um, Something I think that I'm better than anybody. You know what I'm saying? Before, before anybody thinks that I think I'm better than anybody. I think anybody that thinks they're better than people is actually subhuman. So that's why I call myself a piece of shit. Because I'm actually better than everybody. Let that one simmer. No, I'm just kidding. I hate myself. I hate myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to name my kids probably like Karen and Adolf though. And make sure I raise them to just be these amazing people. So that I can just troll the world. Uh, Just troll the world for 80 years straight or whatever. However long my kids are going to live. I name them Karen and Adolf and I'm just going to make sure I'm going to put them in every great program and make sure my son is in all the greatest sports programs, has the greatest coaches, 
and make sure my daughter has all the emotional support that she needs and all the guidance she needs to do whatever she wants to do in life. Maybe she wants to be an athlete. Maybe she wants to be the first female athlete that gets tired of beating up on or that gets... How does that work? Because with dudes, they get tired of getting beat up in their sports and then they decide to go compete as women. So how does it work with women? Do they get tired of beating up on women, decide to go play with the boys? Was there ever been a woman that just like gets beat up on in her sport and just decides that she wants to identify as a man? I don't know. I don't know, bro. Peeps Peeps have lost their fucking minds. Is all is all I can say about that. It's all I can say about that. People going, people going nuts, dude. Speaking of going nuts, you know what? I'm just absolutely done with, and this is going to be my closing rant. This podcast might be another twenty minutes based on this closing rant because this is. I have never felt more passionate about anything on this podcast. Okay. Are you listening? Do I have your attention? I know we're at the end. I know we're at the end, but a lot of podcasts are like two hours long. This shit's only a half hour. Okay. And we're only at like 20 some minutes. All right. So I need you to really listen careful to me here. So if you are doing this, don't ever listen to my shit again. Go crawl in a hole and die next to Lizzo. All right. Because, or just, just stay the fuck away from me. As far as you can possibly stay away from me, okay? If you are still bringing up the quote insurrection on January 6th, fucking die. Okay? It doesn't matter what it is anymore. It's like anything. If you try to check any of these people where you say, hey, look at the economy. Look at how we're getting into these wars again. Look at how Biden handled himself at the fucking uh, G7 summit. Look at anything. They'll be like, oh, well, at least his followers didn't start an insurrection. Why do people care more about a government building than their own houses? Why is it when a small minority, a group of idiots that have been universally condemned across the whole spectrum, which the big conspiracy, which is, I don't even know how big of a fucking conspiracy it is. The camera shows that the first people to break into the fucking house are look like Antifa people. Okay. But you're going to call me a crazy nut job, right winger nut job for saying that. But, oh, when, when bitch's house gets vandalized by, quote, Antifa, they're like, oh, no, she did it herself. But when a bunch of people dressed in black are actually on camera being the first ones to break into the Capitol building, like, no, it wasn't Antifa. It's the fucking blah, blah, blah. But anyways, I don't even care, dude. I'm not one of these. I don't call myself a fucking patriot. People are like, oh, are you a patriot? No, I'm not a patriot. I'm not fighting for the country on my soil. I'm not fighting redcoats or some shit like that. You know what I mean? I'm posting memes on the internet. So shut the fuck up about that too. You're not a fucking patriot. But these goddamn, these goddamn liberal fucking retards that can't let this quote insurrection go, no matter what it is. How 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 are we supposed to ever move forward on anything? You know what I mean? Why is it when some why is it when fucking Mohammed Mohammed Mohatamir goes and blows up an entire train with 200 people on it? They'll be like, oh, it was an isolated event. Two weeks later, copycat move. Oh, it was an isolated event. Fucking Black Lives Matter is burning down the city. They literally, they locked the police precinct. They locked the police inside. They cemented the doors closed and lit it on fire. 
And then a week later, there's a there's a police cruiser, a police SUV cruiser sitting in an alleyway and somebody opened fires in the windshield a week later in Seattle. Oh, and then they, they have a whole fucking chaz, a whole autonomous zone. They would take over the whole city. They loot and burn the whole fucking thing. All in the name of George Floyd, who was literally nothing but a criminal who had a run-in with a shitty cop, and it just happened to be filmed. Now everybody's like, oh, he's a hero. Did he deserve to die? Obviously not. Nobody deserved to die like that. Besides, like, some rapist or something like that, you know? But people have just been burning down cities. People have been burning down their own fucking cities. And What's their excuse? Like, oh, that's what the insurance is for. You guys are cool with that? You guys are okay with people just destroying our cities, like spray painting shit and just making everything a racial issue and yada, 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 just literally just like ruining the fucking fabric of a functional society, just tearing it apart. There have been mostly peaceful, right? Out of all the fucking Trump rallies, all right? And I'm not some crazy Trumper want to suck Trump's dick. I really don't care. He's a grown-ass man. I don't need to stick up for a guy with gold toilets. I don't give a shit, okay? You can say whatever the fuck you want about Trump. But when your people are doing some crazy shit, like smashing up entire car lots, which, you know, fuck the car lots, I guess, for all the ripping people off they do, but like burning down people's businesses and shit like that. When they're already fucking with small business during COVID, like, are you fucking serious? So when people are doing that and then you say, oh, uh, there's something seriously wrong here with these people, you're like, oh, at least they didn't start an insurrection. Then fuck off. From the bottom of my deep, dark German um, turned American heart, eat my fucking cock, dude. Fuck those people that ever ran up in the Capitol because they gave these idiots the ammo to say that. But if you can't look past that, like if, if you can't, oh my God, these people that like call tr- Trump racist and then whenever you try to confront them about anything that they're doing, they're just like, oh, what about the insurrection? Hey, little Jimmy, where's your homework? Well, teacher, the insurrection on January 6th. I, I don't give a fuck. That shit is still fishy. Go around a room. Go around a room and ask, hey, did you vote for Joe Biden? Uh, literally, uh, maybe. If, if you're in a room of 20 people, I bet you maybe four people say, yeah, I voted for Joe Biden. I don't give a fuck where I'm from Seattle, like the most liberal place in the world. And I, I, I don't know anybody that voted for Joe Biden. I know a couple people, a couple of people that are fucking whipped by their crazy feminist wives that are so fucking brainwashed. I know some people like that. I don't know any like sane person that actually voted for Joe Biden. None. Literally zero. I see him on the internet. You know what I mean? It's like the same guy has pronouns in their bio and they're wearing a mask in their picture because they don't want to be. They're literally only wearing a mask because they're supposed to, you know, it's like, oh, is, is the government this oppressive racist regime or not? Because you want more of it for some fucked up reason. For some fucked up reason, all these people do is protest the goddamn government, which I understand that part, but then they want more of it. Have they never been to the DMV? Like, literally, go to the fucking DMV, and then you're going to tell me, okay, we need more government programs. Have you literally ever dealt with the government and had a good experience? Zero.
These people have been protesting the police for the last year, like literally assaulting police officers who've just been out there trying to do their thing and protect the city and protect people. They've been throwing bricks in their face and be like, oh, fuck 12. And then because AOC gets scared in the Capitol building, not because it's the Capitol building, because it was the Trump, because it was quote Trumpers. Now they're all up in arms about it. Fucked all those people, dude. Fuck them. Fuck them to death, dude. Um. <laughs> Anyways, well, I hope you guys had a fun time. Uh, I appreciate you guys tuning into the Lord Petty podcast. I really hope this... Okay, good. I just looked at my computer and it looked like shit didn't get recorded. But anyways, thank you for tuning in for another week. Please leave a rating. Please leave a review if you can. Uh, tell a friend. If everybody tells one friend, we double in size and we get the good message out there. So I appreciate y'all. You guys have a great week, and I'll see you next week. Thank you. Love y'all. I'm out. Bye. Tell you anytime